This is the Summit Life Ministries audio experience. Hey everybody, welcome to the H Changer Show brought to you by Summit Life Ministries. My name is Carmen Burrell. This is Lynn Farrell, founder of Summit Life Ministries and my husband. Um, at Summit Life, our mission is to elevate, equip, and empower. Elevate the church's vision to see our identity through God's eternal purpose and equip believers to live with an eternal perspective and empower believers to live supernatural lifestyles in faith-filled obedience. We want to say that we hope you had a wonderful Christmas. This is um, remembering and and relishing in the, the gift that God gave, and we hope that you just had a great time with your friends and your family. We did, and we're looking forward to some more some more family time coming up. Yeah, normally when it comes to Christmas, there's a lot of feasting, a lot of uh, exchange of gifts with family, and then the opportunity to re-gift some things <laughs> that maybe a family member gave you, but you go, I will never wear this or I will never use this. Uh, but no, we just, we do uh, pray and hope that your Christmas celebration was not just about the food mm-hmm. and uh, the natural exchange of gifts, but Uh, you were able to feast upon the presence of the Lord and contemplating the power of the incarnation and uh, the miracle of the incarnation. One of the things that's been shared, Carmen, over the last week is um, it's got all the the hubbub on the internet Mm -hmm. is that we're actually having an astronomical Mm -hmm. phenomena which most scholars believe that's what the Bethlehem star was, the alignment of two stars. And that created kind of a a super expression, a celestial expression in the sky. And so last night uh, I went out and took a gander in the Southwest and and what a a beautiful sight. Uh, Also astronomers and photographers have been uh, shooting it and have come up with some amazing, amazing photographs yeah. of it. But uh, when I was looking at some of the photography that some of the people have taken of this phenomena, uh, it it appears in the shape of a cross. Yeah. And my heart was moved by that fact that here is this uh, yeah. thing that scholars believe uh, was the reoccurrence of what what the Bible calls the Star of Bethlehem, but yet when when it is seen in its shape and how the light uh, refracts mm-hmm. and reflects around it, that it appears in the shape of a cross, and how fitting, because Jesus, when he came into the earth, he was born to die. Uh, he was born to carry the weight of all the sins of the world, and so. Uh, that infant child, that lamb, uh, was the lamb of God that was to uh, take upon him the sin and the weight of sin, uh, our curse, our shame, and our death and our hell, the totality of whatever separated us from God. He was able to um, effectively carry out the mission yes, of the did. Father. He accomplished it. To reconcile and redeem us to save us to the uttermost. So I am very thankful. Uh, these signs are to cause us to wonder and, and stand in awe of the mystery of the gospel and the unfolding mystery of that gospel uh, that we preach and we declare. 
the mystery which is found in Christ. And ultimately that mystery, as it's unveiled to us by the Holy Spirit, leads to a salvation reality called Christ in us, the hope of glory. What a powerful thing to know that the very King of glory would be born again in my heart and I would be transformed and become a new creation in Christ. So, And then you become a sign that causes people to yeah, wonder. Yeah, then we become signs. We, uh, we don't just do signs and wonders, but we become a sign uh, that make people stand in awe of God because we become a revelation of the new creation, which is a display of his workmanship. And that in that new creation reality, as he works his will in us mm -hmm. and through us and out of us, uh, there is this expression of the work of grace that people see it and they know that it did not originate from us. Yes, they do. Uh, and apart from God, but but in partnership with God as we yield to his work and allow him to continue to uh, craft us by his word and by his heart and by his hands. Uh, ultimately, people see it and it leads to them becoming worshipers. It leads them mm -hmm. to giving praise to God for what he has done. Uh, Peter said, they will see your good works and they will glorify God on the day of visitation. And so I don't want us to, you know, uh, look past the miracle mm -hmm. of Christmas. What a powerful reality uh, that God has entered into time and space and God has dwelt among us. And uh, what a privilege for those that saw him in the flesh but yet it says, even though we did not know him after the flesh, we now know him after the spirit. And uh, and even though we haven't seen him, we love him. We love him and we believe in him. Yeah. And, and really, uh, he only lived for 33 years upon the earth. And I heard one scholar say, the reason why he lived such a short time upon the earth is that so we would not only know him according mm -hmm. to the flesh, that uh, knowing him in the flesh was just the beginning of our knowledge of him, but we mm -hmm. would grow into a spiritual understanding of who he really is. And that is that he is our great God and Savior. God became a man so that the sons of men could become the sons of God. Well, I wasn't going to uh, <laughs> teach a Christmas message, but I just wanted to give us that type of exhortation and just say uh, every every time we we go through this holiday this these holy days um, they are impactful to me because these moments which we pause to celebrate and the earth is so corrupted them and made them uh, so busy and hectic so and stress-filled and and about consumption and and uh, giving yeah it's a, it's about uh, a real self-centered perspective. But when you step back from the commercialization and what we've done into these holy days and you truly contemplate. Mm -hmm. and, and God helped us with that, with that uh, astronomical sign <laughs> yeah. of uh, the, the Bethlehem star, uh, the alignment of those two planets. Uh, it helped us uh, go probably in a very practical way what what we could have only imagined what it looked like, but mm -hmm. 
now, now we no longer have to imagine what they saw. Uh, we were able to actually see what they experienced 2,000 years ago. It's a, great, it's a great day to be alive, mm-hmm. my brothers and sisters. And God is not only reconfirming to us the foundations of our faith. I said to Carmen this morning when I was looking at some of the photos that photographers had taken of the star, I just told her we have not followed cunningly devised fables. Uh, this is not the invention of man. We've That's been right. listening to uh, the third day uh, song, the Creed, Creed, which was a remake of Rich Mullins' uh, song. Uh, and he, he has a very powerful line in that Rich Mullins song where he said, uh, this is not the invention of man. It's the very truth of God. Yeah. And he said, I did not make it. I did not make it. We did not make it up. It, it is, is making, making me. me. And so I hope the word of God and the revelation of the word um, in Christ is making you all that God mm-hmm. uh, has created you to be in him, in your identity, and then you walking it out, living it uh, in a reality, your destiny in Christ Jesus. And that's where we're going to go today in the remaining amount of our time. I would like you to grab your scriptures if you have them available. And I want us to pick up where we left off because I want to kind of do a segue because I finished last week in the episodes about the revelation that we see when we study uh, the resurrection, mm-hmm. the ascension, and the exaltation of Jesus. <clears throat> and we really focused on the ascension yes. and the, the exaltation. exaltation. We have talked about how uh, many people feel the gospel ends at the empty, empty sepulcher. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus says, I'm alive. We're back in business, boys. But that's <laughs> not where the story ends. Uh, it continues, and it continues to this day. And just because Jesus has disappeared out of our natural sight does not mean that we are disconnected from the reality Mm -hmm. of what he is now doing in the unseen realm. So you're saying he's still doing things. Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. You know, when he was seated on the throne at the right hand of his father, and we've talked about the two types of rest last week. You rest when something's been accomplished, Mm -hmm. but also you're seated because you've been given an authority. Mm -hmm. Uh, You you know, you're Mm -hmm. seated to govern, you're seated to reign. And so when Jesus was seated at the right hand of the Father, it was in a posture of rest because there was nothing that he left undone Mm -hmm. that he was called to do on mission with the Father in the earth to accomplish salvation. So Jesus didn't sit down at the right hand of the Father and um, say, whoa, I need to rest because I'm real tired. Saving the world was tough work and I need to get some rest. (laughs) Well, he he did, uh, he was seated and he did sit down in a resting posture because he did finish what he was called to accomplish. It is accomplished. But he was also seated 
to be given a realm of authority. And I love what Kenneth Hagin said. He said that Jesus's uh, accomplishment in being able to be given the name that is above every name, the greatest name in hev- all the heavenly realms and over all the earth realm was by a birthright because of who he was in relationship to the father, but also by conquest. Mm-hmm. And by birthright, by inheritance, and by conquest, he has been seated as the worthy one who is worthy uh, to rule and reign. I love the imagery in the book of Revelation where uh, John is asked a question. Who is worthy, who is worthy? to open the scrolls? Uh, this, this scroll that had seven seals upon it. And really, it's the unfolding of the purpose of God. Um, and, and, and there is this call throughout all mm-hmm. of heaven. And it says that there was a looking in the earth, yeah. in the underworld, in all of the heavens, in every sphere and realm, both seen and unseen. And it says, who is worthy to open up the purpose of God for the unfolding mm-hmm. fulfillment of God's purposes, which will bring about the consummation mm-hmm. of this age and open up the age to come. And, you know, as they're searching and as they're inquiring who is worthy, uh, John begins to weep because mm-hmm. he... No one is found. No one steps <laughs> forward. No one is uh, pointed out and saying that person is a worthy one. And and he's overwhelmed with emotion because he understands the sinfulness and the brokenness of not only mankind, but uh, what sin has been able to do to, to heavenly realms and earthly realms. And then the angel that spoke to him said, John, do not cry, for the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. He is worthy to take the scroll and open it. And so today, there is an unfolding purpose of God that is happening in our generation, in our times. And, it, and his truth is marching on and, and his kingdom is advancing and increasing in exponential ways. And we're living in unprecedented and unparalleled times in seeing uh, the remarkable fulfillment of the book of Revelation and the book of Daniel and the book of Zechariah and the prophecies of Jesus that he prophesied about his second coming. You and I are living and we are the heirs of the end times. Think about that, Carmen. Uh, our inheritance in our generation is to live in the final days of what we know uh, about a period of time that will be a transitional time from what was and what is to what will be. That's only exciting and not scary if I remember I'm hidden in Christ in the whole thing. That's right. That's right. And, you know, I've repeated this several times in previous episodes, but um, I find that wherever God calls you, he equips you. Yes. Wherever he, wherever he calls you, he provides. He's the God who sees and goes ahead and makes the provision for us. So 
even though the thought of it and what these times, these epic times will look like and mm -hmm. the difficulties of the days that, that uh, precede this final transition from that which is temporal to eternal. It, Jesus described it as a birth process. Mm -hmm. And as a mother of many, many children, I know that you know what the agony mm -hmm. and the pain of giving birth is. And, and it starts out with little indicators that there is a transition that is going to start occurring, mm -hmm. that that which is in you is going to become manifest. <laughs> it's going to go from inside to outside. Yeah. But then you know that, that there is this rhythm of the, the pangs of birth, the labor pains, and, and they become more intense mm -hmm. and their frequency is compressed till finally mm -hmm. it brings about a moment of manifestation. And it most certainly changes your focus. All the other things really do not matter. It's yeah. all about that thing coming you know, to life. Carmen, I was actually thinking about that this morning. That the reason why the Lord creates this type of intensity mm -hmm. is so that the things that are the peripheral and the transient and those things that are distracting us, they just simply fall away. Mm -hmm. And you have to make the main thing, the main thing. Mm -hmm. And so as the intensity of our times increase, our spiritual focus and the attentiveness mm -hmm. uh, to our mission, our call in this moment as the body of Christ is, is really going to be sharpened and and uh, God is going to provide us a grace to be able to do so. Mm -hmm. And so I just see that people are going to start making uh, radical decisions uh, where we used to vacillate and say, well, I don't know if I should do that or not. That sounds kind of radical. That sounds kind of, you know, zealous. And I don't know <laughs> if I'm willing to, to walk that out in that way. Risk. Uh, yeah. Do I want to risk Do I want to risk that? My brothers and sisters, when Carmen every episode talks about us living a supernatural life that's based on a faith-filled obedience, it's not going to be optional. Mm -hmm. it, it is going to be something that uh, in this hour, it's going to be a requirement of God. Um, and God's going to give us grace to, to, to not just survive, but thrive in these type of environments. But think, he is calling us higher. And I feel like in these type of environments, um, I get a maturity check. It's like a, a, a signpost, kind of like when I hear something that could cause fear or overwhelm me, I think, you know, how am I taking that? And do I think, how can I make it work? How can I? Or is my response... Uh, I'm trusting the Lord in this and I'm not shaken, even though things are being shaken, I am on this steady ground. Or I'm or how quickly I go from the first initial thought to, nope, I don't have to, I don't have to make this happen, or I don't have to be my own security. I can trust in the Lord. He's been faithful. And my eyes, if they if they did get pulled off of the fixed person and the fixed face of Jesus, that 
if they did get pulled off, how quickly do I respond and get back where I'm supposed to be? I feel like it's a little maturity test. Yes. And every episode, uh, when you talk about the mission statements Mm -hmm. of Summit Life, uh, every time you go, and we are attempting to live this out. So the three little statements that maybe sometimes you go, why do they repeat that? Because it's imperative that the church elevates its vision, that we get equipped mm-hmm. uh, to live with an eternal perspective, mm-hmm. and then we're empowered by the Holy Spirit to live supernatural lifestyles as God develops our faith, yeah. and we walk this out in obedience. And we're not trying to impart something to you mm-hmm. that we've not been willing to be uh, willing to embrace ourselves and growing and growing <laughs> and right now yeah. we're on a uh, an exciting I say that all the season. time we're an exciting adventure <laughs> yeah but it's an adventure with God it is and Carmen I I would not want to trade this for anything because um we have experienced supernatural provision we have experienced supernatural interventions. Mm-hmm. We have seen the hand of God at work. And this is the reality. If you give God room, which is another Christmas theme, yeah. you know, we, we talk about he, there was no room for him to be born. Well, what does he want to give birth in you? What does he want to give birth to in mm-hmm. you? And are you giving him room to work? Or in your workshop of your life and your destiny, and and you still got all the controls and and you tell God, God, I want you to stand on the outside while I try to accomplish for myself what mm-hmm. I think that I want to do. And God says, if you'll give me room, if you'll give me an inch, if you will just give me more room, mm-hmm. it'll give me more room to work. And so many believers right now, they're they're going to have to come to valleys of decision on what God is calling them to eliminate, what God is calling them to 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 lay every weight, not just the sin, but weights, things that we pick up, false yokes that we carry, mm-hmm. um, things that we're engaged in that they could be good in some ways, but but they actually just rob us of the more that we could have in the Lord. And so... I know that we haven't deeply got into teaching today, but where we're going in the episodes this week is I want to talk about the practical realities, but practical yet spiritual realities of what it means as a believer then to live out an ascension life. Mm-hmm. If, we're, if we're raised with him and if we have been seated with him, if if there is this thing where we in a joint experience, as a joint heir, I have been elevated and been given a seat with him in the heavenly realms. Mm -hmm. And there is an authority that we now have in the kingdom. And the purpose of the kingdom is to, number one, enjoy the kingdom, which God is in the midst of of it, uh, to fully experience Uh, everything that God wants me to know about him and his heart and his mind and Mm -hmm. his ways, but then take that authority and begin to uh, express that kingdom life and that ascension life 
in the world that we live now. Jesus did it. He showed us what it was like to live a life in its fullness. Jesus said, I came that you might have a different kind of life. You've been living a life of human existence that has been influenced and tainted by sin. But I came to reveal to you, I'm the light of life. I came to reveal to you the Zoe, the God kind of life. And I want you to experience that in overflowing fullness. Well, we have to stop, but that's where we're going. We love you guys. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for listening, for watching. If you could please um, right below here, just like this episode. And if you would share it, it helps get the word out. And it's it's the word. If, if you're receiving something, then freely we receive, so freely we give. We want, we want people to all, the body of Christ, to be encouraged to live this supernatural life of faithful obedience, to have our eyes and our focus be eternal and be set in the heavens and not just on temporary things. Um, summitlifeministries.com is where to go for any other information about Summit Life. You can check out the website. You can look at Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. So please um, check us out and share the word. He is good. Bless you. What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.